The Priestess and the Cauldron, a podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. So yeah, we were we were trying to get our our, our persona back on, right? You know, like the, the, the I'm here. Those of you who listen regularly know that we often refer to the pagan book of prayer. Is that what it's called? Yes, for the different holidays, and so we were hoping to do that, and it has left us without a prayer for summer solstice. Really? So it is sad. It is sad. It had you know yeah. things like Fourth of July. That's dumb. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend the person who wrote the pagan. Or or the fact that it's, you know, a patriotic point of reference for the, you know. Yeah. Anyway. But, <laughs> so being as that is, it, it did not fulfill what we were hoping it would oh, fulfill well. for us. So we will just have to do it on our own, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Do it on the fly. Do it on the fly. Watch that fly. Yeah. Okay, so obviously our question, which is strange as it is, is what has our week been like? Yeah, <laughs> yeah checking in. Checking in. So, um, Phoenix, how was your, you know, week? Well, as you already know, because we saw each other yesterday. I know we did. Um, I am preparing to go to witch camp, which starts. Uh, I'm on the, the California Witch Camp teaching team this year. So starting Thursday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I will be in a sequestered planning <laughs> with the other facilitators. And then on Sunday we leave for, for California Witch Camp. So I am in the the hurry up and get all of the possible things done and my checklists checked and then making more lists because that's what I do and mm-hmm. checking in with my house sitter and checking in at work and checking in with all the things that need to be checked in on. <sighs> but I got many things accomplished today. There you go. I was able to pick up a prescription and talk to the my, um, my ex-husband house sits for us with my daughter and uh, so it's someone I know and trust and it takes care of my dogs and it's all wonderful. Right. I checked in with him today. So I'm just feeling like some of the big, and Guian, my partner, and I put up the, the tents and checked all of our stuff to make sure everything's working. Right. Showed a list of the batteries we need to buy, <laughs> you know, all the things. So I feel so much less concerned and worried and stressed about the amount of stuff mm-hmm. than I did this morning when I woke up. Well, good. We got a lot done today. Good. Yeah, yeah. And tomorrow I get to clean my house. Wah. You know, I find that cleaning my house before I leave has been a ritual I have done forever. Yeah. And um, so I do understand since I will be leaving in two weeks. Right. And so I do the same thing. I'm starting, you know, to yeah. do the the linens and, yep. and do the, the house cleaning, cleaning. And so yeah. I'm right there with you. See, since yeah. both of us are going to be doing things away right. separately but at the same time. Yeah. And, frame. you know, in perfect synchronicity it is hot as hades out there yes we're talking about summer solstice so that's nice but it's not nice to have to be doing manual labor mm-hmm. when it's hot out no no so i'm not looking forward to that but not at all i know i totally understand that how are you feeling miss elvira oh hey you know my day was full of fun and games took my dogs to the vet because i wanted to check their ears out and for a solid hour either in the waiting room or when I got totally embarrassed outside and then going <laughs> into the the room and waiting and getting embarrassed and taking them outside again, they screamed and cried and carried on, and they thought they were being just horribly beaten. And it was all because I wanted to check and make sure that their ears were okay because one of them had a little bit of, you know, was 
shaking his head, and yeah. I'm like, uh, better check him out. And as it turns out, it's just a mini infection. It's not any major ear mites or, you know, major things. So that was great. And so, of course, I figured get the other one done because you yeah. never know with one to the other. And so neither one of them were happy with that. So that was kind of a, it was a intense experience. Yeah. But, um worse than taking them to the groomers. When they actually get to the groomers, they love it. It's doggy daycare. They can play with all these dogs, but between there and when I get them there, yeah. it's the same hysteria. No. Um, and, you know, had a had a really nice time at lunch with my friend who's, we, we actually have a live audience. That's right. Yes, we have a live audience of two. <laughs> two whole members of the pagan community. Yes, yes. Here, live, in person. In person. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, then, you know, kind of did my thing. So the rest of the week is going to be, uh, as you, preparing for when I leave and doing the things that need to be done. My Someone I was talking to today actually said, my gosh, you are so organized with your bills. And this is a fun part because for me, bills and money and things like that were never my forte as I was, you know, in my younger years. And um, now I'm like, you know, super on top of it. Like I'm going to be gone for the first two weeks of this month. So I'm going to need to prepay all of my known bills. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and she's going, but why? I mean, you got, and I go, because I don't want to think about them. Yeah. That's you know, I need thing. to get them out of my way. Absolutely. And so she was just like awestruck, <laughs> saying, wow. And I look at it now and I think for who I have been, yeah, that was a big accomplishment. Well, well done. Thank you. Thank so you. How good adulting. Yes, it was an adulting. <laughs> Not the other. Adulter. Adulting. 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 Being responsible. Being responsible. So on that note, we are at... Happy summer solstice. I guess. And we're getting too thinking alike. This is getting kind of scary. It's hot out, and I don't like it. (laughs) I'm trying to get used to it. I mean, I'm going to the south. Right. Okay. And actually, I just saw a news bulletin on Facebook of one of the people that I know there saying that whatever storm they had, because remember, for all of the heat and humidity, they get rain, mm-hmm. lightning, and thunder. Mm-hmm. And I guess what and tornadoes, um, but somehow whatever the wind velocity was, which is not a tornado warning, but they lost roofing tiles. Wow. And I'm like going, okay, I'm going there in two weeks. This is going to be interesting. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. You don't have a sister, right? You don't need to worry about a house falling on your sister. No, you're there. No, yeah, you're good. I'm fine. No worries. I'm fine. So, but that's pretty much, you know. But I have, you know, I don't like the fact that my air conditioning in my car is fritzy and it's hot out. And oh, it always happens. Like the day you need it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking yeah. I'd just get myself a spritzer and start spraying myself as I'm driving along. <laughs> have some. Uh, a pool boy, follow yeah. you around. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Cute. A cute pool boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that, with some that. <laughs> I can't, I mean, we're, we're talking fun and games, not like, you know, Beltane, but. Um, it is hard to not think of the heat around summer solstice because it is the the, the pinnacle mm-hmm. of summer. It's the pinnacle of daylight. It's yep. the day that we have the most light, the mm-hmm. longest amount, the mm-hmm. shortest nighttime. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard not to connect that to the hot, especially I think for us in California because July and August tend to be the hottest mm-hmm. months for us. For us, yes. So, but and of course, again, you know, I understand the concepts of bonfires, but you know, more fire, more heat. Right. But right. Well, that's you know, it's a fire. Most of the Modern things we have around summer solstice come to us from the north and the Celts, mm-hmm. and we're talking about a different climate. You yeah. know, my dad lives up in Washington State, and one year we were up there for Fourth of July, and we were shooting off fireworks in the rain. Wow! You know, it's it. That's the climate where mm-hmm. uh, that the most of our traditions come from. Right. right. You know, having a bonfire and staying out because it's light out so much later. Right. You know, you can stay up all night because the nighttime is really short. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's big party time. Exactly. So. And if we think about the 
these ancestors too in these specific traditions where winter is long and hard mm-hmm. and you are trapped indoors mm-hmm. with all of your people. Mm-hmm. Summer solstice is the you know, the opposite end of that, right. where you get to celebrate and be outdoors. Right. Everything is blossoming and growing and abundant, and it's, you know, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we we appreciate that festival yeah. and this festival. And, of course, um, along with there are two versions, you know, I mean, we've got the version with the, you know, the Holly King, the, the Oak King yeah. tradition. And this then, is a very modern Wicca yes. concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have the just the fact that this is the Fire Queen. She is the this is the Fire Festival. Say more about the Oak King and Holly King, because I'm sure there are folks who don't have any idea what that okay. means. We'll we'll go with that. Yeah. Oh, you need me to say that. Oh, I mean, I I don't know. You were just we see. This is where our, our, <laughs> our normal patter kind of goes off into the. So what you have here is you have the. The Oak King in his glory, and his mm. glory has come to fruition with the the uh, goddess. Yes. And and Beltane have made merry, and uh, obviously they have you know impregnated. She has been impregnated to again go forward and and bring forth another version later, and now he's basically hanging out ruling the land, but. This is a time where, though he takes care of his peoples and it's a part of that, he is going to be embattled with the Holly King. Because right. The Holly King, of course, um, you know, as you as you would say, the child becomes the adult and then claims version of um, ownership and uh, rulership. Right. So they battle. But the point here is, is that the longest day and the shortest night yeah. is the turning point for when the Oak King will pass. Right. He is going to his death now. Some tradition, It's really interesting to me, and I've often found myself confused about this concept. In some traditions, the goddess sort of waxes and wanes, and this is, very, this is a Wicca thing, and it's very archetypical, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about archetypes here, big, the goddess, not a specific goddess, mm-hmm. right? And the Oak King and the Holly King are archetypes. Right. So the goddess sort of waxes and wanes like the moon throughout the year. Right. And her energy is heightened at some points and and lower at some points. And mm-hmm. her and the, the god, her consort, do this dance throughout the year. Right. But her go- the consort, the god, the archetype of the god, is a duality as well. Right. He's the Oak King and the Holly King and the light and the dark and midsummer and midwinter right. or summer solstice and winter solstice, right? Mm-hmm. And so... There's this interesting pattern she's going through where at summer solstice she's coming into this ripeness uh-huh. of pregnancy. Uh-huh. And there's this cycle that he's going through where now he has to fight his his brother. Uh-huh. And then his brother takes the reins of control of right. the whatevers. And it's interesting because it, sometimes I can look at it and it makes sense and it meshes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. And other times I look at it and I think, what? Uh-huh. I don't get it. Uh-huh. But it's this... It's it's to explain the cycles and right. the wheel of the year and right. how these archetypes can help guide us through exactly. the changing and transition mathway. I've never really personally done a lot of work with the Oak King and Holly King because I don't tend to work with archetypes, but I find it really interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm always fascinated with archetypes, but I guess that's, that comes from when I chose to think of myself as going into psychology and, yeah. you know, then finding Jungian much more interesting than, you know, the other ones that were out there. But, and then uh, Carolyn Meese mm-hmm. was uh, a really big boon to other types of archetypes, mm. doing it in a bigger version than the way um, Jung did it, but yeah. on the same basis. On the and Carolyn Meese, Me- 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 she is an intuitive healer, right? So yeah. she'll, like, read you and say... She, this is she what started you as a medical intuitive. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then she started with, basically, the sacred energy patterns of the chakras and the different potential areas of... Problems, health, and otherwise, yeah. and then and she is a prolific writer. Oh, she is. She's got a million books. Yeah. yeah, and she's gone through some really interesting things. She had a health issue of her own, yeah, which shifted a lot of what she did at one point. Um, you know, she's done some really phenomenal work in mm-hmm. terms of my opinion of taking things into a different 
level, but with the spirituality yeah. and the, the things. But mm. she talks about archetypes a lot. Yeah. And um, to me, that off-subject of summer solstice, but yeah. within the concept of the oak king, the holly king, the goddess, yeah. you know, uh, the sun, the mother, that kind of a process. Right. I think we've got... Um, we're taking our talk a little differently because it is a festival and yeah. it has its meaning. But I also think that it has another, with the overlap of more modern version with a more ancient version, right. just the seasons. And how do you describe when we go from long night, long I mean, short night, short night, long day, right. to you know long night, short day? Right. You know how do you? Describe what it does it mean, and you know what is the belief system that we put to it. And we're, and be, these archetypes are born from an as, actual thing that's happening to our planet. It's, right. You know the alignment of the sun, like Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was mm-hmm. built so that at the solstices the sun shines through it specific mm-hmm. pieces. Mm-hmm. Right. There's something happening to our planet at this moment. Right. And and. It can be anywhere between July 19th to the 25th, I think, Mm -hmm. specific astrologically speaking. Right, right. Uh, But pagans tend to go, oh, it's the 21st of July, hooray. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, But, you know, this is a a thing that happened, and the ancient peoples noticed it Mm -hmm. and created these celebrations, and then modern Wicca kind of extrapolated further and gave it these archetype energies. Right to explain the transitions and how we honor them and celebrate them and the the dark half of the year and the light half of the year battling for who gets to reign, mm-hmm. right? Yeehaw. Yeah. You know, so, and and again, we, we all look at what does this mean to us? What do we want to do with it? Right. And, I mean, other than party <laughs> and have a good time, which is always a good thing. Yeah. But, um and, you know, it was kind of interesting because, you know, they have all these different goddesses they wanted to throw in. And, and I, you know, my research is like, oh, let's just, you know, see what these all books say. Any goddess that's connected to fire, yeah, throw it all in, you know, anywhere you can find them and, and, you know, just this one and that one. But I'm going to bring a topic up that I know we love bringing little things like this together. And so it's summer solstice. Midsummer's Eve or Midsummer's Day, yep. or Lisa, or Lisa, Lisa, Lisa or whatever. Yeah. Well, and so I'm going to leave you since this seems to be a Marvy thing for you to do. Just want to go off on my soapbox. I love it. I love it. I mean, I can, but I think you do it so much more well, elegantly. Well, I, for those who have listened before, or and specifically to our Autumn Equinox. Slash Mabon episode, you've heard me rant about the names of our holidays and the Wheel of the Year and my personal feelings <laughs> around their names. Right. And Summer Solstice is another one of those holidays that was sort of given a name by modern pagans. Specifically, we've talked about this before, specifically in the 70s, Aidan Kelly and Isaac Bonowitz and a few other dudes were thinking, well, We've got all the we've got this wheel of the year that we've borrowed from the Celts and the Norse folks and this is nice and it makes sense and it's mathematical and la la la. But the names are so non witchy sounding. Summer solstice, it's just so sciencey. <laughs> we need some cool witchy names for these holidays and and to his credit, Aidan Kelly did some research and, and involved other pagan leaders <laughs> of the time uh, and came up with some names like Ostara for Eoster for the spring equinox and and Litha for the summer solstice. Um, and some of the names that they came up with make a lot of sense. Uh-huh. Or you can give it a li- okay, all right, Tweak I it a, little. a little thread of why you may have picked that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Mabon's the one that gets me my panties in a wad because I'm like, no, that you've made all that shit up. But that's okay. <laughs> if we, You can make shit up. It's fine. Right. But there is a little bit, a little thread of, of potential mm-hmm. for Lissa being a valid mm-hmm. name for summer solstice. And call it whatever the hell you want. Just know why you're calling it that. Right. You know, that's right. my whole feeling about it. But right. supposedly uh, an Anglo-Saxon name for the months that we now think of as June and July, because they would have been on a different calendar. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to try to pronounce these in their actual pronunciation because I can't do things like that. <laughs> but we're talking about early Litha months and uh-huh. late Litha months. Uh-huh. That was 
generally what June and July were. Right. So the the our elders of witchcraft and Wicca thought, that, oh well, let's call summer solstice Lissa. It's much more poetic. It's much more beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's it sounds witchy. And there you go. Lissa right. was born in the in the seventies from some of the early leaders in witchcraft. Right. Yeah, there we are. There we are. Now, interesting is a little side note that we could throw in is that at, because of the fact that it's been a pagan holiday forever and ever, mm-hmm. um, the the church, the Christian church, tried yeah. to rebrand it. Well, yeah, that's what you know, meant. like everything, and into the birthday of John the Baptist. Right. And so happy became, birthday, John. Happy birthday, John. Saint John's Day. Yes. And yet. Unfortunately, it still had all of the things of wild dancing and yeah. horse play and, you know, the, the rowdiness. They couldn't quite get rid of that. Right. So, yeah. Which is great. And actually what's really cool is in most European countries, in most of the U.K., mm-hmm. uh, in lots of parts of the Southern Hemisphere where they're actually celebrating winter solstice, Mm-hmm. Um, St. John's Day is a big freaking deal mm-hmm. uh, And f- for folks Anywhere where Catholicism is still pretty solid and strong Or the the Catholic holidays still are acknowledged Even right. though people be, may be more secular Right uh, This day is still really celebrated So mm-hmm. especially in Eastern Europe Like you can find celebrations for St. John's Day mm-hmm. That still look like probably You know with a little caveat here right. Probably Look like what our ancient pagan ancestors would have been doing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, in a way, we have a lot of thanks to give to the Catholic Church for having <laughs> our traditions survive <laughs> in some form. Yeah. But yeah, it it definitely. And again, this is kind of the the, the things is that here we are with summer solstice and you light bonfires and it's a fire holiday, yeah. a fire festival and. You know, it's merrymaking and, and it's enjoying all the things that this kind of time, as you pointed out, we were becoming less and less able to be out in the nice warm weather, et cetera. Right. But um, there are other people who have written books and then who have taken things and put it into a context. And, you know, we had mentioned Robert Graves, the white goddess, right. in one of our past episodes. And I think it was on the Baba Yaga. Which airs next week. Which airs next week. (laughs) Just realized we've been pre-recording you because of our time schedule. But it was interesting because he takes this time of midsummer or summer solstice and likens it in terms of the same idea as the Oak King, Holly King, Mm -hmm. as Samson and Delilah. Mm. And and my brain was trying really hard there when I was reading this. I could understand what the thread was. Yeah. You know the the concept, but it was it was interesting how, you know, uh, he points this out, and I'm, I never really thought about it because when I originally read the White Goddess, mm-hmm. it was like, oh wow, this is really great. Right. And as I revolutionary, grown, yes, it yeah. was. And now I'm kind of going, huh? Yeah. So I mean, he even did it around the same idea as Saint ba- John Baptist when he loses his head, and you know because. He was the Oak King, and then mm-hmm. Jesus was the Holly, the Holly King. King, which, according to the church mm-hmm. calendar, John the Baptist was supposedly born six months before Jesus. Right. Now, nothing says officially when either of these folks were born, Right. but what an interesting overlay Yeah. say that one is the Oak King and one is the Holly King. Right. That is fascinating. Thank you for that little tidbit. Well, you're very welcome, and hmm. thank you, Robert Graves, for extrapolating to that point of reference. Right. I love it, and we I've said this before, too. Us us modern witches, we really like everything to have connection and to put things <laughs> together and to say, oh, yeah, that's the same as that, even right. though they're not even remotely related. And, right. You know, this is one of those examples of where we try really hard yeah, to find the ways that we can connect yeah. it. But, you know, it's yeah. sweet. we're humans. So yeah, I know. We are. It's it's just, well, okay. And I guess if you look at it from a bigger perspective, think of the concept that, yes, this is the summer solstice. Mm-hmm. And throughout the northern hemisphere, 
it is the summer solstice. So yeah. all of the different cultures, traditions, yeah. um, had different stories they told around what was going on at this time. They didn't make necessarily the same identifications, yeah. but you can see the threads of the same type of storyline, so sure. to speak. So I do see how you can go from here to there to there. I just find it a little jumpy now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. So, yeah, one of the things I was reading about St. John's holiday, his celebration of his birth, his mm-hmm. His big day was some of the ways folks would celebrate it, uh, and they were, there was bonfires. They, yep. would, they would collect all of the stuff mm-hmm. that needed to finally be released, or mm-hmm. go, the rubbish, mm-hmm. the garbage, mm-hmm. and they would burn it. Right. Right, which is funny because so many folks have, uh, in more agrarian areas, they have the summer burn where they right. burn all of the crap that's been right. sort of accumulating. Right. But the smoke was considered... Um, part of the ritual. Mm-hmm. It was important to pay attention to the smoke, and this is a you know a Catholic way of celebrating it. You can right. see some of the pagan undertones here, mm-hmm. or overtones, whatever. Apparently, the fire was also supposed to drive away dragons. Oh, keep the dragons away. Okay. Which you know, there's all this uh, sort of evidence that dragons refer to the pagan folk, right? right? The Again, this is Celtic. This is UK-based. Mm-hmm. We're talking about mm-hmm. ancient Celtic systems. But it is true that m- many Celtic priests or druids or what have you would get tattoos of dragons right. on their arms. That is, that's a thing. Right. So there is this concept that having the, the midsummer bonfire on St. John's Feast was to keep the pagans at bay. Yeah. Right? Who knows if that's true or not. Well, but it's fun to play. And Yeah, I, I think it, it really has a, a bit of an energy pattern. and says, yeah, so okay. Yeah. There's also something about bathing at this time, and I mm-hmm. think that's a concept I've seen repeated with pretty much every pagan holiday, mm-hmm. a fire and then a ritual bath, mm-hmm. or a reverse, a ritual bath and then a fire, depending on right. which holiday it is. But there's this whole thing... Um, on St. John's Day, actually, but the women at the Rhine would wash away any potential troubles for the year ahead. Mm-hmm. They would they would do a spiritual cleanse in advance. Oh, well, there you go. Right. That's sort of preemptive strike. Yeah. Before we called it that. Well, and also you've got the same thing as the fire, masculine energy, mm-hmm. water, feminine energy. And for most of us, if we want to extrapolate symbology symbology is that you've got the melding of the two right you know and for some areas i don't know that this is necessarily true in many areas but summer is also you know when we go into winter time we're looking at potential scarcity around food Mm -hmm. when we come into summertime we're looking at potential scarcity around water. water right and if you can do some sort of ritual encouraging the water to hang out and make it until the rains come again right you know, that's the balance. It's the longest day. We have the most fire in the sky right? on summer solstice, so we also want to make sure we're not forgetting about the water and right. the rituals around that right? and connecting that, that balance. Right, right. So, and, you know, this is a time of, um, well, they talk about June, but summer being the, the time of weddings. Yeah. And unions, and I don't necessarily think that that is real pagan as per se. It was it became more modern, but it was an idea of that particular heating up and melding together. Mm-hmm. So, um, and they yeah, talk. I think it was much more common if you read supposedly about the ancient ancestors as. Mm-hmm. Midwinter commitments were made, kisses under the mistletoe and things right. like that. And then midsummer, those relationships were solidified. Right. Right. So you see this sort of balance. And, and at Beltane, there was this whole other sexual piece right. that was added into it, which so you may or may more not. babies or not. Right. right. <laughs> you know. But, um, and, you know, I, I found some of the correspondences and some of the things interesting, you know, like, oh, gee, you got, you know, the color purple or indigo or, you know, the flower rose or, you know, whatever, you know, they had those. It's, it's again, we're talking about more modern correspondences, I think, than more ancient ones. Right. 
Yeah, and that's fine. You know, like like I said, if it works and it fits for you and it works mm-hmm. in your tradition, that's great. Just I feel like it's important for us to understand the origins of the things that we do, right. to know the history, to know, you know, okay, so some folks it's set a wheel on fire and roll it down a hill. Right. Okay, why are we rolling a wheel on fire? Why are we doing that? Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's where fun to watch it roll and Where burn? does that tradition start? You know, in Northern California, on a day like today, if we were having our summer solstice ritual, lighting a wheel on fire and rolling it down a hill would be a terrible idea. Yes, we'd be setting a lot of things on fire. Right. Yes. Right. Not a good idea. So even though potentially maybe our pagan ancestors did that, that might not work for where you live. Or if you're in Kansas, you might not have a hill to roll it down. It's very flat. <laughs> you know, so making traditions for your practice, making mm-hmm. traditions for your tradition, doing those things that fit for the place in the world where you live. Right. The concepts of the Celts and the Norse, which is where most of our modern concepts come from. Right. Not all, but most don't necessarily fit for every climate right? or for every place in the world. right? And we talked about this on every holiday, mm-hmm. but in the Southern Hemisphere, it's the winter solstice. Right. So we also, it's, it's powerful to remember that. Mm-hmm. As we are at the pinnacle of heat and, and sunlight, they are at the pinnacle of cold and darkness. Right. And that balance point, we may not be at the balance point in our hemisphere, but our planet is at a balance point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there is... There's all of these things going on at the same time. Right. There's all of these different ways to unpack this holiday mm-hmm. and to celebrate it and work with its energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we should probably take a break. Yes. A miss. A miss. We need a break. All right. So we'll be back. We'll be back. To the Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hooter Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Contraman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. Candela's Corner with Candela Canvisa, Michael Carell, and Lady A, Mondays, 5 to 7. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. In the Streets with Beverly Smith, Tuesdays, 6 to 7. On Sacred Ground with Kai Armand and Paige the Fearyu, Wednesdays, 3 to 4.30. Fit and Foxy with Madame Nadia and Jaya Dania, Wednesdays, 6 to 7. The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursdays, 6 to 7.30. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. And Liquid Libations with Andrea Weston, Saturdays, 5 to 7. All times Pacific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. We are back with the heat of this day. Yes. Yes. So um, we were just kind of giving a a little mini discussion here of how we want to kind of throw the next half hour here. And I think we'll start with um, you were talking Roman. So you. Roman. Roman. This time of the year is connected to Juno. Yes. uh, Who is Jupiter's wife. She is the goddess of women and childbirth. She's kind of the lady in the Roman pantheon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the month of June is named for Juno. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. figure. Yeah. So uh, one of the reasons Elvira was talking about weddings and, and all of that before mm-hmm. is because Juno was the goddess that ruled over marriage and the whole institution of marriage. She was the patroness of of married women specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also connected to Vesta in the Roman tradition, which is Hestia in the the Greek tradition, right. who is the goddess of the hearth. So there's also something about, um, and this, again, comes with every freaking holiday, but something about <laughs> cleaning and yeah, clearing really. out and um, <laughs> making 
specific meals right. celebrated right. with through food was very much a Vesta slash Hestia thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's part of some of these traditions come to us through the Romans because of um, Juno. Mm-hmm. Because of Juno. Good Juno. Yes. Well, and again, kind of an offshoot, but because it, it's really we've said a lot of things, so just throwing in a little paragraph here. The Strega tradition, of course, um, midsummer or summer solstice was a festa della estas. A state is what it would be looking like, but it's a state. Mm. And the mythos is basically the marriage of the god and the goddess. Duh, Roman. So it's celebration of life and growth, and it's, you know, we were talking about the spinning wheel, Mm -hmm. and that was part of what they would, you know, do is the the, uh, physical level would be the symbolic changing of the seasons. The spiritual would be the symbolic seasons of the soul, because in Stregeria, there is a whole process of the journey of the soul Mm. that they go through and and work with. So um, it was very interesting to just sort of find that as a little catchphrase for that. I mean, obviously, somebody like Raven Gramasi, who has written extensively on Stregeria, would be someone we would point people to for that. Yeah. But that was a little sidebar for the Romans. Yes. So, and... There's some things around herbs with the summer solstice because things are more in bloom or more readily available or what have you. And so there are some some, um, superstitions, I suppose, or Uh folk traditions. Uh The summer solstice is the best time to gather certain herbs like St. John's wort, fennel, rosemary, foxglove, although it's poisonous. I don't know why you'd want to gather that. Uh, elderflowers and fern. Ooh. These are all plants uh, and roses that were considered auspicious to gather at summer solstice, specifically the dawn at the right. early point in the day. Right. And that's also something you find repeated on many of the pagan holidays is doing something at the dawn, mm-hmm. collecting things at dawn, collecting dew, mm-hmm. plants, mm-hmm. what have you, is considered uh, good luck. Right. Right. And just like the other holidays, the veil is thinner during this time, right. um, leaving offerings for spirits of the land or the, the folk and deities and entities that you mm-hmm. can work with. Mm-hmm. It's always good mm-hmm. to do such things at Don't holidays. And holidays. Where they're paying attention closer than every other day. Yes, they're out there really checking you out. Yeah. Doing, what is it, the uh, list of naughty and nice? <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yeah. Who? Who? Oh, it would be Saint John. Santa John will be coming to your house, and he'll be making sure, instead of Santa Claus, that you have been nice since Christmas, and he will be delivering, I don't know, Saint John's Word or something. There you go. And, he and setting shit on fire in your setting backyard. Setting shit on fire. <laughs> just created a new version of our holiday. I'm impressed. Just right Santa here. Santa John. Instead of ho ho ho, he says ha ha ha. <laughs> oh my gosh. And just like that. And just like that, we have now brought it forth. Something was born. Yeah. Writing it down. Uh, there you go. It's always a ritual to Santa John. Santa John. Instead of a Yule tree, you'd have a Alyssa bush. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I will leave that bush alone. A burning bush. A oh, burning there you are. Christmas a burning bush. bush. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. Stop me. All right. Well, <laughs> and we were talking about correspondences. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which, of course, when you start talking about the herbs that are best gathered, yeah. um, you kind of walk into the concept of what this would be a good time for. And obviously, on an emotional level, it's bonding and loyalty. Mm. All right. And healing, it would be, you know, again, things of strength, cleansing, prevention, protection. Right. It's all preparation, I think, for getting ready for when the season turns to winter. Yeah. Um. It's funny because I often, I hate when we set our clocks back and it gets dark early. Mm-hmm. It bums me out. I never get used to it. Mm-hmm. And then when we finally get back to March and I feel like, okay, now we're back on what it should be, even right. though I know that's not true, but yay. Yeah. So midsummer is actually kind of a bummer for me. There's a little part of me inside that's like, oh, no, we're losing daylight now every day. <laughs> Even though it's we're supposed to be celebrating, right? There's a part of me that's sad because I know, I know that the the longer evenings are coming, and I don't right. I don't like that part. Right, right, and that makes it for that's difficult. Yeah, 
And I know that for me, I look at it and go, okay, because the other day it was so funny because, you know, you come in, you do your thing, and you start your, you know, you're used to like, I'll walk the dogs, I'll do this, I'll have my dinner or whatever. And I suddenly looked up, and it was 9 o'clock, and we had light. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And it was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. So it is it is very exciting. Yeah. And uh, yet, as we say, very sad, because as it starts to shift, it's going to less but the thing as i say that for me the hardest time is setting those clocks yeah back um because the body has not it's gotten accustomed to one thing and it's really hard and terrible the worst sorry yeah so one of the the creature for this particular time frame is the wren Hmm. A little bird, hmm. which is interesting. The wren in Welsh tradition is the king of the birds. There you go. He outsmarted all the other birds. That's true. Yes, that's true. Very smart, the wren. So, smart season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously the big one, the flower, is the rose. Mm-hmm. Um, and interesting enough is we have mentioned it different times. The rose has many versions, yeah. not just this pretty, lovely flower. Right. You know, so there's the protection aspect. There is the love aspect. Um, there's you know, healing with there's rose healing hips. With rose hips. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it works. And what I'm noticing as well, especially the more research I did around this holiday, is a lot of the ways that modern pagans look at Beltane and Midsummer. there's a lot of crossover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of the dancing of putting flowers in your hair, creating flower wreaths, all of these things, because everything is in bloom and blossom, and it's at the height of all of that. So it makes sense. But a lot of the things that you might consider a Beltane tradition could also be used at summer solstice. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, it's now it kind of perplexed me that one would have for a gemstone moonstone pearl, uh, I kind of went, oh, okay, fine, if that's one of the, that's, again, one of the particulars for this time. But, it's, right. I mean, it's, I would think citrine because, sure. you know, sun, fiery, sun, yeah. uh, carnelian because it's orangey and right. you know, that kind of, but maybe that was just where I was looking. And, obviously, the, the particular one of the, the oak and the mistletoe is for trees, mm-hmm. you know, that particular one that harkens there. So, um and what they said is now, it was interesting, appropriate spells. Yep. Appropriate spells. Appropriate spells. Nice. I like that one. It was, you know, and this was fascinating because it wasn't just, oh, a celebration of woman's power and loyalty to oneself and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing and blessings on upcoming endeavors and stuff like that. But now this is, get it, hexes against murderers and rapists. Well, there you go. Yep. So I guess in a way it's kind of the opposite of a woman's power is the disempowerment mm. of the goddess. Mm. So I don't know. That well, there you go. If you have any any spells you want to give to those goddesses of retribution, summer solstice is a good one. Is a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So and then obviously love spells and protection and money. And, and these are everyone appropriate. These are the appropriate appropriate spells. That's how it's called. I think that. I can't. I can't even. I want to laugh so bad. Well, there you are. It's like we, and when did we ever really, I mean, a lot of us go with the moon cycle. Sure. Um, And sometimes the day of the week or when it seems the most propitious. uh, I don't wait for a certain holiday to do something. I mean, it may be something you want to do on that for a specific focus. Yes, and that's come up for you, but yeah. I don't think making a waiting for the summer solstice to do something specific is right. All that appropriate. Again, appropriate. 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 Make sure so, you jot that down. And <laughs> the thing that I found interesting was one of the discussions was the three rays of the sun uh-huh. coming down. Of course, they talked about Stonehenge, but it was yeah. it was interesting that they were talking about the concept of the way the sun hits yeah. with those specific concepts of three rays. Yes. Yes, it's a very Celtic concept, and the, it's the three rays of Awen, mm-hmm. right, the divine inspiration, the... This, this, the ineffable thing, the mm-hmm. poetry that we get struck by, mm-hmm. and it's 
Celestials force the three rays of the Awen, and that's the three rays of the sun. And then the symbol for Awen also has three dots above it, oh. and that's the feminine qualities of Awen. Uh-huh. It's a whole thing. If you go look up the symbol for Awen, A-W-E-N, you'll find the symbol, and there is so much you can dig into that symbol. Mm-hmm. The spaces in between the three rays have significance. Oh. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Um, I think I've mentioned the OBOD, the order of bards, ovates, and druids. Mm-hmm. Whew. You got it. I got the I got the abbreviation easily, but remembering <laughs> what the abbreviation stands for takes a second. Yeah. But they have a extensive website right. and a chat room, and it's an excellent resource if you are interested in learning more about druidry specifically, mm-hmm. but also Celtic paganism. There's a right. ton of information. Right. So definitely check them out if that is uh, something up your, up your alley. Something interesting to you. <laughs> yeah. So, and then what else do we have here? Um, Well, some of the modern things that folks do to celebrate is going outdoors, Mm -hmm. having barbecues, right? having picnics. And, you know, that seems sort of too easy, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't need to be difficult. You don't have to wait for the darkness. You don't have to necessarily stay up all night and, and cry and, and gnash your teeth when the sun finally goes over the horizon. Yeah. But it, it's a time of celebration. It's enjoying mm-hmm. the heat. It's enjoying the, the crops being where they are. It's mm-hmm. having some enjoyment of all of of the suffering and struggle that you may have had to go through mm-hmm. in the darker half of the year. Mm-hmm. Enjoying being able to be outdoors and be in it, right. right? And that's one of the things as pagans, go out, be in it, go and celebrate. And, again, I think we'll go to metaphorically. Yeah. Uh, it's also what have you done for the first, you know, from winter solstice to here yeah. in your own personal development and right. where you've, you've um, lightened the load and where you have, you know, gone through the, Things that have come forth out of that to be able to see the new parts of yourself grow and take form and grow and have strength. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not necessarily in preparation for harvest like, oh, that's the next step, but just to be really right. joyous about where you are. And it's also a really good time in that bonfire, releasing things, getting rid of the refuge, the, mm-hmm. the garbage, the junk that's collected. Mm-hmm. This is a good time to go through your home and purge, get rid of the things that are taking up space that are unnecessary. Right. You know, when it's hot out, when it's warm, you don't want to be bundled up and have all these things around you and feel overheated. Right. So make space, clear things out. Right. And one of the things I like to do, and I typically do this earlier in the year, but summer solstice bonfire is good for it, mm-hmm. is to go through and get the bits and bobs of magical spells that I've done and are completed or something. I did a workshop and we made this little bag or I have this little thing. All of those things with magical tchotchkes right. that collect through the year right. and burn them in the summer solstice bonfire. Right. Release those things. Finish spells start to take up space. Yes. you got to clear that yeah. stuff out. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because there are times when I go, through different pieces and different situations in my house, and I suddenly start getting, oh, my God, I've got, you know, I found this. I I actually did that last night because I was looking for something completely different than our show, Mm -hmm. and I wound up finding, oh, so sad, um, computer parts and things that are so outdated, (laughs) floppy disks. Right. Things that I had set into a box and stuck into this, little, you know, cabinet, because at the time I still had a computer that used a floppy disk, which then died, obviously, decades or so ago. Right. And I just looked at these things and went, what am I going to do with these? So I'm sitting there kind of giving forth to the to the electronic bin that I'm going to have to recycle, uh, things that I have no need of. Right. And it was just, it was really kind of funny. I yeah. just went, oh, well, another clean out. Yeah. We, we, you know, I mentioned earlier that my partner and I pulled out the tents, mm-hmm. and, and we're in the garage, and I, when we're in there, I'm like, wow, we got a lot of stuff in here. Like, mm-hmm. I def- I'm feeling the need to 
purge and mm-hmm. get rid of things and clear out. And there, it, it's it's really warm today. Right. And there is something about the heat that can also sort of make me feel a little suffocated. Right. And when I when I see all the junk that's accumulated, because that's what we do, yeah. stuff accumulates. Yeah. It makes me feel more overheated. Right. So there's something too about that heat wave mm-hmm. clearing out, making mm-hmm. space so air can flow through. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and Which it makes sense with fire, too, if you think about it that way. When you build a bonfire, you have to have enough space for the air to flow through, for your fire to catch. Right. To yada, build it yada, correctly. Yada. Yeah. All of that. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's a ritual unto itself to set a fire, to yeah. build it and then to <laughs> process setting it and moving it and feeding it and yeah. keeping it going. And I remember way, 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 way back when I was doing, um, a sweat lodge. I was the firekeeper yeah. for another group of people, and it was fascinating how being involved with that and keeping it going was the same idea yeah. of the fire, yeah. the energy. And, you know, from there we kind of go, oh, look what we have. <laughs> One of the things they talk about is after it's all burned down, they collect the ashes, right? and then they use those to go out and throw onto the, the fields for, you know, making sure for good harvest right. and good crops, for, you know, the next year and mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. So bonfires are very ash-orientated. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So. And, it, you know, it's a good time in your personal practice to go outdoors, spend time outside, enjoy the summertime energy mm-hmm. on one side, and then also have a moment for yourself for personal reflection and what is it that's really coming through, mm-hmm. what is it that's growing well mm-hmm. for you, and looking at the the polarity of that as well. What is it that needs to be quiet right now? What is it that right. needs to be still? What is it that needs to sort of continue in that in that darkness? That mm-hmm. that whether that's to grow or to heal or to, for whatever. Right. There is juice in the the polarity of summer solstice. So mm-hmm. don't just get so caught up in the sun that you forget that beautiful polarity. Right. There, there, that energy is present. Right. It's a good time for personal reflection around that. Right. Right. Definitely. Definitely. And we have a few more minutes. And obviously some of the things, that, one of the things that I found fascinating was um, one of the talked about a witch's ladder. Oh. Of making a witch's ladder. Oh. And of the different feathers and, that you would find, you know, nine feathers in the color of what you wanted and nine knots, the, the three colored um, braided, mm-hmm. uh, what are they, these three colors, red, black, and white, braided with the uh, different feathers braided into the, the little uh, ladder, so to right. speak, and then putting it somewhere. And I thought, you know, it was interesting because I was thinking of the feathers I collect and the feathers I've collected and all of the things I just, you know, I sometimes have them in a vase or something. Yeah. But it was trippy. I was going, oh, maybe I might want to do that. Yeah. And a witch's ladder is a folk thing, right? So mm-hmm. this is, it's definitely got ancient roots. Right. It's a it's a folk spell. And it's basically a knotting spell, right? Mm-hmm. So you get a cord or a rope or whatever mm-hmm. and you knot however many knots, I think traditional is nine, nine, nine. but then you add feathers and other bits and bobs that are important and it can be used as a, um, a protection amulet, right? right? You would hang this in your home or outside your home, right? Right. So that's a fun little project you could do on the summer solstice because there is a lot of working with protection energy, clearing out, setting up good protection, boundaries and the sun, you know, it's, it's, the sun is, is, in any of the cultures, think of the the, the fiery sword, the fiery energy yeah. being a protection energy, not just um, a destructive energy or a warming energy. It, it actually does. It's about protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, I don't, if you've ever watched the television show Vikings, uh-huh. there are uh, the the seer of the village has what look like witches' ladders in his little hut. They're mm-hmm. they're made with bones and they're kind of a little bit more dark and scary because right. you know whatever. But it's definitely a fun project to do. Mm-hmm. I've, it's been a long time since I've made one, but it is yeah. fun. And if you're like me and you collect bits and bobs and feathers and random things when you're out in the world, you probably have plenty of oh yeah, some witchy junk yeah to put together. <laughs> 
<laughs> just think of it hanging out on your porch. You know, yes. Your neighbors would definitely want to know what the heck. Here I would probably get a lot of looks because, you know, yeah, there's just too many people that would be going, why does she have feathered hanging things? Right. Of course, I have to be careful because in a mobile home park, there's rules and regulations. Sure. And no witches' ladders. No witches' ladders. Actually, <laughs> actually, no cords looking like laundry cords or anything sure. that would look like that. Yeah. And I mean, they even had me take my prayer flags down oh. because it looked like, you know, cord. the cord. And I'm like, but you could sit by the bonfire, yeah, build your ladder, run it through the smoke, yeah, to charge it and get it all juiced up from right. the summer solstice energy. Yeah, be a whole that could be your summer solstice ritual. There you fun. go. There you go. Hey. All right. Well, on that note. On that note, it is close to our closing yes. time. Yes. So next week we will be talking about Baba Yaga, Baba uh-huh. Yaga, the Eastern European goddess of my heart. <laughs> She's got a heck of a heart. Those chicken legs keep running around. <laughs> and then just as a reminder, we we have a few shows uh, that will be airing to me right as we travel. Uh-huh. But on the 21st of July, our show will be our Ask a Witch segment. So we encourage you to go to our website, which is witchpriestesscauldron.com, and fill out our little questionnaire or whatever on what you would like us to discuss, if you have a specific question, a uh-huh. thought, a pagan concept, or if you'd like a free reading for us mm-hmm. to do on the show. show. Put that in your, your email question on our website. Yes. And on the that July episode, we will address all the questions, well, as many as the questions as we can in yeah. the time that we have. That we have. <laughs> and uh, then, obviously, we will be celebrating our one year yeah. at, um in August. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a special retrospective episode. Ooh. That could be fun. How are we going to do that? We'll have to figure that one. All the shit we talked about already in one hour. In one hour. <laughs> now that is going to be awesome. <laughs> we'll condense. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Two sentences for everything. Yeah. Okay. Well, on All right. oh. It's also Father's Day. Oh, that's true. I we feel have... a little guilty that we left that to the very last moment. But oh. summer solstice and Father's Day do fall together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Often the sun is connected to that more masculine right. father energy. Right. So don't forget your pops. Your pops. Here or not, they are, yeah, they are still part of our, our energy in our lives. Ancestral ancestors. And so and have a beautiful summer solstice. Have a beautiful, wonderful summer solstice. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.